listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWPSports.org and iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Phenomenal Forum. I'm Matt Weinstein, your host, as always, alongside, to my right, it's Andrew Servideo. To my left, Haystacks, Alex Demiris. Let's get right to it. A huge weekend of wrestling this week, guys. NXT TakeOver War Games and Survivor Series. It was a fantastic week. Some might even say it was phenomenal. Those would be some pretty smart people. <laughs> phenomenal week. I like the sound of that. I thought it was a great weekend. So, you know what? Let's waste no time. We'll get right into it. Saturday night, NXT TakeOver War Games. Uh, what match started this off? It was Lars Sullivan. He beat Cassius Ono. Good little showing for both these guys. Uh, Lars Sullivan, obviously, you know, they're... Um, they want him. They're grooming him to be the next type of monster down there. Soon, who sooner or later he'll get called up. Who knows? But Cassius Ono made him look so good. I love Cassius Ono. I like this match a lot, honestly. Right from the get go, I really enjoyed it. And I'm coming from you know not a big NXT guy, trying to get into it, really. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I thought uh, Lars Sullivan is like a new. It's like a new face for NXT, and I like it a lot. I like the way he wrestles. I like his style. It it puts on for a good. Um, matchup for in any instance. Yeah, at the end of the day, this was two big guys just going at it, trying to beat the crap out of each other. Big fan of this. Lars Sullivan gets the win. And, you know, it should be interesting to see what's next for him. But Cashizono, I hope he doesn't keep slipping down the card here in NXT because he's world champion material down there. Absolutely. I don't think he will. I think uh, after this, he'll he'll maybe fight Velveteen Dream. I think Velveteen Dream's up on the next uh, opponent list for him. And speaking of Velveteen Dream... A nice little segue there. Him and Aleister Black put on, in my opinion, Match of the Weekend. I, oh, oh, oh. I was going to say that the same was thing. an absolute incredible match. Hot from take, start Hot take finish. number one from you this guys. It's the first hot take, but come on. It's pretty fire. And we knew Aleister Black was capable of putting on a potential Match of the Night, Match of the Weekend. But we weren't so sure about Velveteen Dream. If you weren't, you he, he proved everyone wrong he put on his best showing to date only 22 years old this guy patrick clark the velveteen dream is the real deal he is the second reincarnation of rick rude and i love it i love both of these two guys i love the character both of them in ring the whole match just worked from top to bottom such such a fan and i think my biggest thing of this whole match is once it ended because obviously the whole thing whole thing was velveteen dream wanted Alistair Black to say his name. Say my name, yeah. say my name. That's all it was. A little bit of Destiny's Child. but <laughs> Actually, it's once... in reference to uh, Muhammad Ali when he was fighting, um, I forget the guy's name, but he was fighting this guy, and the guy wouldn't even recognize him, and he would call him by his real name, even though Muhammad Ali changed it. So it was in reference oh, towards that. Clay. Right. All right. And anyway. Cool little and backstory. That's yeah, that's no I found that out from my dad. Shout out to my dad. My dad told me that. that. While we were watching the match, I told him this. That's a little cooler than the, Des- than the Destiny's Child callback. Call <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my biggest takeaway from this match is once the match was over, Aleister Black just sits down his trademark pretzel-style squat, and he just says, enjoy infamy, Velveteen Dream. <laughs> I was, That was my biggest pop of the whole weekend. It was great. Absolutely loved it. It was... Uh, it was a nice like CM Punk. I love his little CM Punk esque sit down that he does. I think it's like pretty cool. Um, it it provides like Alistair Black is like such a mysterious character. Yeah, I love it. And Velveteen Dream is like the complete opposite. He's like this flamboyant. Oh, like I love it. It's like this Prince character. It's, yeah, like, like great. Prince and Jimi Hendrix had a baby. It there reminds me oh, of my God. Uh, Velveteen Dream. Perfect. And these two guys, they played both sides. Like, Velveteen Dream would sit down like Aleister Black, and then he would just slither in. Oh, that was fantastic. Like, when he did that like, backflip into the sit-down, yes. and then he rolled in the ring. That's perfect. But there, there's realistically, there's no reason Aleister Black couldn't be NXT champion today, couldn't be called up today, putting high-profile feuds on the main roster. But there's, there's got to be still some stuff, stuff left he can do in NXT. Especially, oh, sure. yeah. we get into it a little later, potentially a first challenger for a new NXT champion. Correct. So, now we'll move it on. It's the, the, it was the women's championship, Fatal 4-Way, vacant w- women's title. Ember Moon, she finally won the big one. She beat Peyton Royce, Nikki Cross, and Kyrie Sane. 
I expected this match to get a little bit more time, but you figure, you know, they left a lot of time for war games, but this was a good match and a great showing for all four of these women. Ember Moon has one of the coolest finishers of all, like, women's wrestling and wrestling in general. Like, that thing, that stunner, like, what what do they call it? The, the Eclipse. The Eclipse. That stunner off that top rope is amazing. I love it. No, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of Ember Moon and that her finish. But all four of these girls, incredible. I, really, yeah. the first time I had seen Kyrie Sane to, like, on this type of level, I didn't watch much of the Mae Young Classic, but she delivered. Nikki Cross, she she's you know like that she plays that crazy sanity gimmick real well. And Peyton Royce, she's my favorite of the four. She delivers each and every week. Right. Let me ask: Did you guys expect Ember Moon to win this match going into it? I th- I th- I think I did. Yeah, yeah I did. But I know Matt wanted Peyton Royce. to I win. I thought it'd be Peyton Royce, but right. I I figured yeah, it'd be Ember Moon because you know she took Oscar to the limit. Mm-hmm. Realistically, realistically, when Oscar was still down at NXT, it was Oscar and the and the the rest. Now it's that's Ember Moon's spot. Yeah, for and, sure. And it's just a matter of time to see who is able to step to her. And I I. I really wanted Peyton Royce to win as well, but in my opinion, she's not ready for it yet. Okay. I think she needs a little bit more time to develop, not only as a character, but in ring, for sure. There were some shaky spots that she had that I was like, kind of like, uh, I don't know. But if she works out those kinks, I'm sure she'll be next uh, NXT Women's Champion. One more quick note. We don't get it often, but the vacant title match is one of my favorites. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that it, like somebody had to step down to get that title off, you know? I think that's a cool way to uh, transition from champion to champion. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny. We were waiting, what, 550-something days <laughs> for Asuka to step down and go to the main roster for the vacant championship. It was long. Unfortunately, we got it due to her injury. Luckily, she's healthy. She's firing on all cylinders up on the main roster. We'll get to that. But this, uh, I, I totally agree, Alex. The vacant championship matches, when you, there's a guaranteed new champion. Yeah. you got to love that. So now the main event... What everybody was talking about, you know, the name of the show, War Games. The Undisputed Era, Cole Fish and O'Reilly, Sanity, and the Authors of Pain, and Roderick Strong in like an hour Broadway of War Games. I was going to ask, how long was this match? Did we get an official time on it? Because it felt quick because how good it was, but it really was. It it was close to like an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. And realistically, that first part of the match when you had the triple threat match, then the two teams coming in at the three teams coming in at the intervals, that's 11 minutes in. Yeah. So. We didn't get a pitfall until 10 minutes into that match. So it was 11 minutes before everybody even got in. you got to think all these guys were in the match, but like by the time Killian Dane came in and was throwing all the weapons in, I feel like that was like 15 minutes in, but there was like at least a half hour after that with yeah. all the weapons and stuff. Yeah. Crazy. But so the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Fish, and O'Reilly, they got the win. Based, what uh, what we expected, right? Yeah. I think I, we I, both said, yeah. this is who's got to get the win. And Adam Cole looked like a million I, bucks. I He's love, so over down there in NXT. I love Adam Cole. The Adam Cole Bay Bay chants are on the level of glorious. They were they were in loud. NXT. They were loud. They, they were loud for sure. Between between him and Bobby Roode, I don't think there's ever been like a bigger crowd involvement in a chant in NXT. Maybe the only other thing I can think of is the Olays for Sami Zayn. Oh yeah. But uh, and the Nakamura uh, sing along to his theme song. All right, yeah. So let's just just name all of them. And the How Joe Chance. Yeah, and get, the... out, get out of here. Anyway, <laughs> but Adam Cole. But that's fine. You want to talk about all these guys? But Adam Cole. The arms raising with Finn Balor. Stop. But Adam Cole is in their league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without sure. a Absolutely. doubt. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. No, yeah, I got you. I, got, I understood. Let I understood me what you said. All right, so so I just want to talk about some of these incredible spots. First of all, Alexander Wolf of Sanity had to leave this match. Get staples put into his head and come back. Well, he didn't leave the match. He went up to he the cage. He went up to the cage, right? And they stapled him through the cage. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's that was insane. A, that was an awesome scene. It was so cool. It was, it there was, was blood all over the tables. <laughs> like, it was, a, it was a massacre of just, like, like guys going at it in a steel cage. A double steel cage. Two rings. And it was never mentioned. That's my only issue with this match is that the announced team is so handcuffed you can't mention blood can't do this so alexander wolf is like not even moving he's gushing blood from his head and they just didn't even sh- like they barely showed it so what what was it that caused that was it going through the table is it that was, what happened he did he superplex one of the superplex one of the authors of pain or did yeah. he get superplexed 
I think he superplexed he... them. Yeah. Through yep. the, when he had the spot with. So he must have got landed on through the like he like the he, one of the bodies must have on fell the... on him and then him his head going through the table. Watching it back, what I think it was is. Like he, it was the German superplex, and his head caught the side of the table, <sighs> and whichever one of the altars of pain it was, I'm not totally sure. When they went through the table, they took right. the brunt of the bump, yeah, and he just slashed his head on the side. That's what it had to have been. Jeez. And That's so brutal. you had it was the German suplex on that side, the German suplex on the other, both through tables, and then Adam Cole was just sitting there, like I served. That was loved it, loved yeah. every minute of it. Yeah, and he play he plays like. The slimy heel, so good. Oh, well, he's so learned well. that from from you know the Bullet Club and Kenny Omega, right? And that like when he he climbed up to the top, he was inchworming his way up top. It was great. And when they did that superplex spot off the top of the cage, they didn't. They did a really good job. They didn't show that they were landing on everybody until it happened. So I expected they were just going to take this back bump on the canvas. And I was like, like I was covering my eyes. I was peeking through a finger or two. I was like, I don't the please don't die chance. That's yeah. what it's all about. I was like, I I don't want to watch the this. Please right don't now. die like, chance. I can't got me. That was watch cool. This. And then when I saw they were falling into the other six seven guys, I was like, all right, it's not as bad. It's still an incredible still, bump to take. Yeah, that's a that's a long way down. Nuts. And it, and it didn't even end the match. Yeah. And he still kicked. They still out. kept going. They kept going after that. How long? How long into that match was that spot? There was probably another. 10 to 15 That's minutes crazy. after that. This match was a long match, this and match, I loved almost every minute. Exactly. It, it didn't it feel incredible. like it was an hour long. It yeah. really was a great match, Like, and everybody involved. And he, I might be the only non-11-year-old to like Rod- Roderick Strong. <laughs> he's great. No, he's awesome. I love <laughs> oh, him. Right. Are you kidding me? I like how he came down the altars of pain gear, too. That was pretty cool. I, I like was, It was like the Shield-esque thing. Uh, yeah, at first, I, I thought it was a lot of Kurt Angle wearing the... Right, right, right. But then he took off most of this stuff. I was like, all right, yeah. I, I can deal with this. It's not too much. So here's what's cool about this match. So I had two friends that don't watch wrestling. Like, they've watched wrestling maybe with me once. They watched Mania this year with me, I think. And I had them sit down and watch this match. They watched the whole card with me. They watched all of TakeOver, and they watched some of Survivor Series as well. And they, when they saw this match of War Games, like, they bugged out. They were like, this is crazy. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, Showing new people like stuff like this Especially is what a match like that, yeah, like is what like is all about. Now like, showing new like having my friends like watch wrestling and see like what I like and like what I uh, enjoy watching and having them enjoy watching it too is so cool to me. Especially a war games match, which we haven't seen in twenty something yeah. years. Now, who did they like? Who were they rooting for? They okay, so they liked Sanity a lot. All they right. loved that crazy like yeah. like you know craziness of sanity mm-hmm. um they also really really liked alistair black and velveteen dream they I was, enjoyed that i was gonna match, say like, very I was, much i was gonna ask that question because new someone new to wrestling just coming in and seeing a guy like velveteen dream yeah they were a little confused but you, they were you like gotta this be weirded cool. out like yeah. All right, i'm gonna turn this off change the channel yeah. but that just you know that stands to, to that's just all velveteen dream there to have that reaction from people who have no idea what's going on yeah it's just a testament to the work of those two guys. And Incredible. He, and Velveteen Dream is 22 years old. That's insane. Wow. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. He's And he's been working this character in NXT for six months, maybe. Yeah. But he did get a little indie work beforehand. But like, And then he did tough no, enough. No, this, like, this character, this, Velveteen right, Dream. Right, Velveteen Dream was like, this is what this made is, him. This is brand new. This is what made him good. Like, this is crazy. And a lot of people are talking about how they want to see... A Velveteen Dream Gold Dust match. Oh, that maybe a little like a little passing of the torch. I think that'd be incredible. That'd, that'd be, be incredible. awesome. There's not much, especially if it happened at NXT. That's down, that's yeah. your way to go. If, yeah. Maybe the cla- the Zero's Classic they do it. Maybe as like an off match. That that'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. Is War Games now going to be an NXT yearly pay per view? I don't think so i think what they might do is like they've been trying this stuff out at nxt and then bringing it up to the main roster like they did the, the shark cage thing yeah they did the shark cage thing bailey and sasha had an iron man match right. and then they brought that to i think charlotte and sasha had an iron man match i wouldn't be surprised if we see a war games match in the next year or two on the main roster 
Yeah, I think it'll be on the main roster before it is in NXT again. Okay. I don't think it's going to be a yearly thing for NXT. Okay. Be, considering it's, like, a lot of work to have two rings and set up two rings and, and that steel cage come down, like, you had to find an arena big enough to fit that, too. Like, that's, like, a big struggle for them. Like, that was the main reason as to why they haven't had it in 20 years. And you got to find the right participants. This might have been a perfect storm of a great three-on-three-on-three match. Exactly. And we could see this on the main roster with maybe the Shield, the New Day, and, like... Just another three. Just another three. Who, who that'd even be cool. knows? Yeah. Could be anybody. Yeah. Some Zane Owens and a third. Yeah. yeah. Whoever. Neville. But this just worked. Don't do me like that. <laughs> I, I hope. But Let's yeah, hope Neville comes back, just, too. This just, just clicked. Yeah. This yeah. was incredible. Yeah. So, uh, before we get into Survivor Series, that's going to do it for TakeOver. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWPSports.org. Amen. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWP Sports. Welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum. Matt Weinstein alongside Andrew Video, Alex Demiris, each and every week here on WCWPSports.org. Now, before we get into Survivor Series, we did miss a huge match on this TakeOver card. The NXT Championship. Andrade Cien Almas defeats Drew McIntyre for the NXT Championship. I thought this was a great showing for Cien. I know a lot of guys, a lot of people aren't so high on him. And I have been since that last TakeOver match with Johnny Gargano, but this was an incredible showing for him. If you weren't sold on him, this this should have done it. Yeah, I think the manager aspect plays really well for Cien as well. Yeah, it, yeah. Br- it brings a whole new aspect to his character, and it's great. The thing with uh, this match was, like, I really wanted Drew McIntyre to win. And I don't, don't get me wrong, Andre Cien Almas is a great performer. I just didn't think he was ready for the NXT Championship, but now that Drew McIntyre is hurt, it's all right, it's all right in my opinion. Like, it's fine. That's right. And this caught me by surprise. I didn't, I mean, I think Cien's ready for, to have the title. I didn't expect him to win the title here. And like you mentioned it, Drew McIntyre, two potential torn biceps. That's a big loss for NXT. Yeah, that's terrible. And I remember I asked you guys a couple weeks ago on the show, when was the last time an NXT champion dropped the title and didn't go up to the main roster? Now, you know, all the rehab time that McIntyre's going to have, they're not going to just throw him. You think I don't think he can go straight up there, right? He's got to go back to NXT. I don't know, because they did they did that with Sammy, right? That he well, he went up for the US Open Challenge with Cena. Right. And then he came, came back, back down and got hurt. Yeah. Came back down for a little bit, wrestled right. Nakamura and went back. So maybe he could go straight up, but we don't know. I think I think it could depending on the rehab time, how bad however bad this is, but I think there's a good chance he's done at NXT. Mm. I think he could just pop up on the main roster one day. When they do the uh the shake up maybe. If the shake up, yeah, it depends on how long he's out. Like yeah. if it's if, it's, if it's not too bad, I yeah. could potentially see a Royal Rumble appearance, something Ooh, like that. That's soon though. But yeah, that's, I think yeah, that's, that's like probably too yeah. soon for him. But uh the next following month. a shake up definitely something around WrestleMania time would be great for him yeah. if it happens. That'd but cool. uh when McIntyre hit his finish, the Claymore, the running big boot, and CN He sold that perfectly. Basically did a shooting star press <laughs> in you know like and hit the ground. <laughs> What an incredible sell. That was awesome. Like that that sold me totally. I thought it was incredible. Uh so yeah, so any last thoughts with you guys on war games? Just the card as a whole. Just that just that this card was like like you didn't expect this card to be to be so well and come off as like in my opinion the best pay-per-view of the year. Like this was like insane of how high quality level this these guys put on on their performance i couldn't agree more i don't want to sound like a broken record i thought it was an awesome pay-per-view from top to bottom especially from someone that really this was like one of the first nxt pay-per-views that i watched from beginning to end forget it i'm hooked now i can't wait to watch tonight yeah uh that's right and tonight uh today's wednesday tonight they have the uh the matches that didn't make the card from houston pete dunn versus johnny gargano for the United Kingdom Championship is sure to steal the show. Another one, Ruby Riot versus Sonya Deville. Two recent call-ups to the main roster. We'll get into that when we get into Raw and SmackDown. But these two matches, more so Gargano, Pete Dunne, you know I'll be watching live. That's yeah. 
that's a match. Two got two of my so there's, favorites. There's only two matches on on NXT tonight. Those are the only there... two that I've heard. Okay, so is... maybe there's maybe we could see some street profits. Maybe hopefully. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt maybe a street profits or that'd I'm, be really. Cool. I'm sorry. What was the other one? Pete Dunne Gargano and Pete Dunne Gargano and Sonya Deville versus Ruby Riot. Okay. So so that'll do it for NXT. Let's get right into Survivor Series first. We had the pre-show. Three matches. We only expected the one. First, Elias beats Matt Hardy. A quick little match, which led to, on Raw, Elias came out to sing, and Matt Hardy came out, and they brawled a little bit. Matt Hardy ended up on top. Love to see Matt Hardy get some action here. Potential, like, he hasn't done much since Jeff's gone down with the injury. I'd love to see a Matt Hardy singles run. But other than that, not much here. I think they're waiting for the uh, broken Matt Hardy, right? Maybe do that? Oh, yeah. We actually, we actually, me and him, me and Matt talked to our media law professor about Matt Hardy and asked their, like, what the, what yeah. the, like, certifications would be for, in order for Matt Hardy to win. Yeah, we were learning about copyright. We right. should have we're, her on the podcast, we ex- maybe. We explained <laughs> everything. We'll talk to her. We explained everything, and she was like, yeah, he should win. Okay. Like, all right, cool. We were like, all right, cool. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So, I mean, uh, no, Jeff, you need, you still need Matt. Yeah, for sure. So then Enzo More. Beats Kalisto, retains the cruiserweight title. This has got to be it for Kalisto, Enzo, right? Especially because on Raw we saw the the Zoe train came out, Enzo with Nice Gulak, Dar, and Davari, and they had a four on four tag match without Enzo, Mustafa Ali, Rich Swan, Alexander, and Tazawa. So no Kalisto either. So that story's got to be done. Hopefully it's done. I hope so. I you know not much Kalisto. I don't need much Kalisto on my television. <laughs> That's all I know. They got a good run, the two of them, in the feud. So, Enzo on to the next guy now. And the last pre-show match wasn't advertised. I tuned in. It was over already. <laughs> Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Brazongo. Yeah. Just a way to get these two guys on the card. Obviously, we knew they were going to get involved in the main event. But these two, I mean, obviously, it's part of the storyline, but these two guys deserve better. So do Brazongo. It's the first match we've seen between Brazongo in a while. Yeah, that's the first match we've seen for a while. I, w- I didn't catch the pre-show. I would have watched this match if I knew that it was that it was happening. Yeah, like you said, not advertised, not promoted at all. Ko and Sammy against Brazongo. I would definitely have tuned in to watch this match. I think they tweeted about it like once, and then that's how I found out that it was happening. Or Matt said it. Matt, you might have texted me and told me. I yeah, I I turned on the pre-show and it was over. This is also a match that could have gotten some time on the main card. Because we had what three different backstage backstage segments with Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, she needed to get her time, and she was terrible this on Sunday. Yeah, well, see, the thing is with this pay per view is that Raw and SmackDown. It was Raw versus SmackDown. This is the only time they go head to head. That's fair. Throughout the year, so I don't know if you knew that. Right. So the pre-show matches were all the same (laughs) brand matches. It makes sense. I would have liked to seen this on even SmackDown or something. I mean, I know that we got a KO and Sammy Lumberjack match in SmackDown, but you know. I'd like to see KO and Sammy against Brizango in a SmackDown match. I mean, come on, give Brizango a little love. I'd like to see Brizango in a match, period. Yeah, I haven't seen, We haven't seen him in a match in a while. And we've been preaching that for how many weeks now? I yeah, mean. it's annoying. So we'll get into this main card. I know, Alex, you got our, you got our uh, predictions from last week. I know you want to go over those. So first match, The Shield beat The New Day. Great match. What, we, what everyone really expected. I didn't expect... The Shield to lose this match, but I know I did pick the New Day. I did switch it with you, Alex. I think that was more of a heart as over much brain. As, I, as much as I want to see the New Day win, I knew they weren't going to go over in this match. Yeah, I knew they were going to win too. I think we're on the same page. Andrew did have the Shield, so we're going to give Andrew the the plus one on the so far on the All right, rankings. Congrats Thank to you. Andrew, Thank you whatever. Uh, <laughs> but a good match. Yeah, great oh, match. great match. Good uh, match. One good, of the best good, matches of the night. Yeah, in my good opinion. way to start off the, the show too. The exa- the triple team. That the New Day did when Xavier picked up Big E and Kofi leapfrogged was awesome. They're always pulling out new stuff. Yeah. And the Shield, you know, they won with the triple power bomb. I'm kind of sick of the triple power bomb. I'm getting sick of the Shield already. Uh, took the words right out of my um, mouth. <laughs> really? As much as I love two thirds of the Shield, like <laughs> I can't. And then and Ro- Ro- Roman had his match with Miz on Raw. He came out no Shield music, no Shield gear. I was like, why, so why am I going to care about this guy if he's not 100% involved with these other two guys who I love? Are we going to get into that now, or are we going to just... We'll wait. No, right. we'll, get in, <laughs> we'll get into we'll it wait later. We'll wait on the, on right. the anger. We got I some, can't hold my tongue any longer. I, so now, 
next Survivor Series matches, the women's five-on-five, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Team Raw picked up the victory with Asuka as the sole survivor. She came back from a three-to-one deficit. She tapped out uh, Tamina, uh, Natalia, uh, and Carmella. Carmella, That was the three. First things first, I was so mad that Becky Lynch got thrown out so quick. I don't know why they do Becky Lynch like that, honestly. I think Becky Lynch could have been the last one with Oscar. I Listen, thought she was going to be. These five-on-five matches this night was like, we we wanted so much more, and we didn't. We didn't get that. Because these are the matches that Survivor Series is known for, and there were so many other It was the matches. ones that they that they advertised the most, and right, that's and there, what I'm mad about. There were so many other matches How do you advertise that were them? so much better. Right. How do you advertise a match that's like, on paper looks incredible, and then just like, fall flat, like, nah. Like, like like this. They had so much they could have done with the, both of these matches, you know? Whatever. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> as I'm not going to go into that. As much as I really don't care about either competitor, I was a big fan of the Nia Jax-Tamina standoff. That was cool. I think, and Tamina looked really good. They, uh, she uh, she forced Nia Jax to get counted out. It's, it's really the only way they were going to get Nia to lose this match, but Tamina looked pretty good in this match. Admit it, Andrew. Tamina? Growing on you a little. Oh, and I wouldn't say <laughs> no, that. I'm I just think she no, looked I'm good. I'm, I wouldn't pushing say the she... I'm pushing the envelope. I wouldn't here. say she's growing on me. I'm just like. Getting better, though. Did you guys notice that she had me- new music? Because I didn't. It wasn't the uh, Tamina. Nah, no, apparently no. it was new music. It was new <laughs> music. And it, was, it, was, it fit her more. But, but, like, I didn't like that. Like, why is Lana there? Why is she there? Why is she being her manager? I what is that? Keep her in the picture maybe. because no. because no she's idea. not Put her going back with to Rusev. Yeah. Oh my god! Rusev doesn't need Lana. Every day is Rusev That's day true. without That's Lana. True. That's true. Doesn't matter. There was no Rusev day when he was with Lana. <laughs> Only Aiden English. Yeah, Aiden yeah. English yeah. elevating yeah. Rusev <laughs> for sure. Uh, so next match, Baron Corbin beats the Miz. Uh, good, decent match between the two of these guys. Nobody really expected them to put on a classic. But the uh, the story between these two guys, they did a real nice job building it up. Uh, what I expected, Baron Corbin got the win. The Miz didn't really need it. And now Baron Corbin can go back to SmackDown and say, oh, you know, I'm the lone wolf, the U.S. champ, and I beat the Miz. I defended SmackDown. It was a, it was a big win for Corbin. So uh, as much as I was rooting for the Miz, I'm a huge Miz guy, obviously. But um, I like how it ended. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I had no complaints about it, really. I thought, and then he took out the Miz Taraj too, so it made him look a little stronger. And then he takes out the Miz and wins the match. That's fine. No, really, no complaints there. Yeah, I know you guys were like really excited for this match, and 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 what it turned out to be was it was, you know, average match. I didn't expect anything more from them, to be honest. Right. Um, I thought Miz was going to win. So, I mean, I'm in a different boat than you guys, but. I thought Miz was going to win as well. Matt actually did have Corbin winning that match, oh, and right. we all had the Raw women's team beating the SmackDown right. team. Okay, all right, cool. And did you guys notice that over his neck brace, Kurt Ang- uh, Kurt Ang- Curtis Axel was wearing a Raw t-shirt? Yeah, yeah it was awesome. He wrapped the his red, neck brace with the Raw t-shirt. <laughs> the red neck That's pretty brace. cool. Uh, him and, the more I can get of Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel on my television screen, the better. I think those two guys are great. Uh, yeah, I, li- I love them too. And back to entrances. Corbin has been having the same entrance now for a few weeks in a row. We used to have that like spotlight with the three dots, and then they'd all turn red. It's no more of that. It's the lone wolf on the screen yeah, with they the flames, the song. and then the song is better. It fits to him. Now they they should just keep that. It's working for yeah, him. I like the way he holds his title. Yeah, I think that's cool. It, yeah. Like just like the one arm, like holding it up. I think that's really cool. It's like a different take, and it's he, better than the way Roman was holding it that one time, backwards. where he's behind him. Yeah. yeah. It was terrible, but and now I I do appreciate that Baron Corbin is taking this title push seriously, and I think he, in my opinion, deserves it. Like this title, he really does. He's put in the work. He's been there day in day out, and now he has something to prove. And you know, I it, it should be interesting to see where Baron Corbin goes from here on SmackDown. Who's going to step to him and compete with him to see who the next uh, next one up for a U.S. title push is. Maybe, maybe we get some Rusev action in there. Maybe Rusev. that's what I was thinking. Maybe some Rusev. Maybe they rehash the Ty Dillinger, whoever it is. Ty Dillinger even now, too. now that the five on fives are over, Survivor Series over, maybe even like Bobby Roode or something like that. Yeah. There's a lot of guys who could put on some good matches with Baron Corbin, put tell a good story. So the next match of the night, 
in my opinion, best match on the entire card. I agree. Which I'm pretty sure I said last week was going to be. Yeah. The Usos beat Sheamus and Cesaro. This this match saved this card. 100%. Yeah. I yeah, I wasn't I wasn't as highly anticipating it as you were coming in. You mentioned that last week how excited you were for this match. It blew me away. It was the best match of the card, and let me tell you, it wasn't even close. It really wasn't. It wasn't. There was no competition I think, besides, I think, besides TakeOver, and that was the night I think the next match you could talk about is the Shield New Day, but yeah. between that and this, these tag teams are putting on all the work. These, the Usos and Sheamus and Cesaro, potentially two, the best two tag teams in the world, and then you add the Shield, you add the New Day. There's nobody better than these four teams. Yeah. Usos are flying high right now, and they're, they're going with it, and it's working. It's amazing. And... Real quick, yesterday on SmackDown, they had, like, the little WWE shop spot that the Usos ran. They have a new T-shirt. Oh, wait. I will be purchasing the Uso Penitentiary (laughs) T-shirt. Had to throw that out. And uh, it's funny how they do that. It's like that that recorded just promo with the T-shirts. And on Monday night, it was Gallows and Anderson, and they promoted their new uh, nerd meter. The nerd nerd meter. But the Usos and Seamus and Sorrow, I think I... I think I predicted it'd be Sheamus and Cesaro, but I was not surprised the Usos got this win because they now like they it plays into their story. Oh, we beat everybody. You line them up, we knock them down. Sheamus and Cesaro were no exception, and now they go on to SmackDown. They're still in that story with Benjamin and Gable. It should be interesting. You know who are they going to get next? And yeah. this is huge for them for sure. Um, I like the way that the Usos came out on the mic and they like trashed on the bar and like said like oh the bar is this the bar is that and they like made references to like other bars like actual physical bars yeah. and that, that was really cool. I like that. Yeah, they just get as good as they are in the ring. The Usos they get better and better on the mic every single week, For sure. and that's something I never thought we'd see out of the Usos. Yeah, like the old uh, the Uso crazy with the face paint. This is a total three sixty from that, and they took the ball and they ran with it. Yeah, absolutely. and I can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah, it would have been either way. Whatever the decision was in this match, I think would have been fine. You two actually took the bar. Me myself, I'm in the Uso Penitentiary. I knew what was going on there. <laughs> How long you been down? Since day one ish. Right. Day one is age. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. The day one is age. So, next match: Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss. With no cash in from Carmella. Yeah, that's I was the last thinking time. Of you. I was yeah, for it. that's the. Uh, it's the last time I predict a Money in the Bank cash-in because... Why? The people love the first predictions time, of the cash-in. Yeah, first time I've predicted it on the show, not the first time I've ever predicted it during a pay-per-view. <laughs> They're going to save it for something big, I think. got to be now. I feel like they kind of just are forgetting about it. Like Especially now that there's no James Ellsworth with Carmella. She's up by her on, her, on her own. Who cares? Yeah, and now she's going to get... Uh, outshined by Liv Morgan, who literally has the same exact character as herself. So I don't know how that's going to work. It, I, I mean, Carmella need before we get into this match. Carmella needs something now without James. I think J- realistically, I think James Ellsworth was keeping her relevant. You think so? I do. And she, yeah, she's getting better in the ring. She's getting better on the mic. But now without James Ellsworth, yeah, she has the briefcase. But what else? You what else can you do for me? Yeah, we don't know where it's gonna what's no gonna happen from here. I yeah. think yeah, I think until she potentially cashes in that briefcase, not much is gonna go on for her. Which is okay. You keep it under wraps and you don't talk about it. You know, it's a nice surprise when mm-hmm. she does cash it in. So now we'll get into Charlotte Alexa Bliss. There was no doubt in my mind that Charlotte was gonna win this match. Yeah, yeah. And but Alexa Bliss put on a real good showing here, and. You think Alexa Bliss five foot nothing, and you think of her like, oh, she's great on great on the mic, but you think like, oh, she's just gonna like weasel her way out of things. She took the fight to Charlotte, and like you know, she backed up her, she backed up her mic work. She did a great job here against Charlotte. These two put on a great match. Yeah, they put on a fantastic match. It was a good one. She controlled it the whole time, and I think that's kind of why we were thinking. You know, eventually Charlotte's going to maybe have to come back and win this match. But Alexa really did well. And it wasn't only because she was in the ring with Charlotte. She did well on her own in this match. For sure. No, for, she's been carrying the Raw Women's Division. Yeah. Yeah. It, and she it, yeah, she it has been since, since she won the title, since the summer. And it there's no there's nobody before Monday. There's nobody that you could 
I could realistically see taking the title off of her, except uh, obviously Asuka whenever she gets that opportunity. But Alexa Bliss, even uh, women like Sasha and Bailey, they're Alexa's so far ahead of them right now that they they don't hold, they can't hold a candle. There. Yeah, which is why I think they brought up those three girls. I think those three women uh, up to the main roster for each show is that they were missing that one you know some one competitor that could potentially beat these two champions that have hold, held the title for a while and they're probably going to hold it for longer and you know what that means three new women no more throwaway matches we don't have to see oscar against the hometown hero or anything like that well, we got not, to see oscar yeah. versus dana brooke you yes were, you were looking for i've got hype i popped for that good that's fine <laughs> that just huge. give me two relevant real superstars that are there give dana brooke some time give whoever some time it doesn't matter if she's going to take the loss or not just put them on the show no more Hometown talent. I don't want to see the throwaway matches. And that mate, and that uh, the video package, the video promo on Monday from Dana Brooke before Os- the Oscar match. She was like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna whatever she said." She's like, "You uh, ruined my opportunity to be in Survivor Series. Now I'm gonna ruin your undefeated streak." I was laughing yeah. <laughs> at my television. <laughs> Hilarious. But, uh, what do you expect? It? What do you expect? No, no, obviously, I, you know, she, it, it was like Brandon Jennings. Yo, Bucks and Six. He's gonna lose. No, but. <laughs> Dana Brooke, yeah, well, exactly. What do you wanted to say? So before we get into these two Survivor Series main events, we're going to take another quick break. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum here on WCWPSports.org. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWPSports. Welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum. Matt Weinstein alongside Andrew Servideo, Alex Demiris. Each and every week, we got two two more matches, big-time main events to talk about for Survivor Series. The first being champion versus champion, Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. What would you guys think of this? I thought, all right, so we all thought this match was going to be something special. And for the most part, it was. But, you know, Brock Lesnar put it on that show that he usually does. Um, he was here He was here for a fight. He was here for to entertain. And I think that was something that put this match uh, and made it different than other Lesnar matches that we've seen in the past. And I really like that the offense that AJ Styles uh, got in, it fit the whole um, the best versus the beast. And I really enjoyed this match. And I know other people didn't. And it makes... I understand why. And it's because Brock Lesnar is not going to lose. But here's the thing. AJ Styles didn't lose anything from that match. He looked phenomenal. Just like he always does. Well, there you go. And it's funny. This match was, I think, like 15 minutes, 15 and a half minutes. It was the longest Brock Lesnar match since WrestleMania 31. When he wrestled Roman and Seth cashed in, I think since what about the uh, Undertaker, Lesnar and and the Cell? I think this is probably longer. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Well, I'm saying like think. that was the last longest match that Lesnar had. Oh yeah, maybe. No, I think it was. It was like legit match, like one on one match, not like a oh okay stip. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, so my issue with this is that I, I'm just sick and tired of Brock Lesnar as a whole because we know most likely we're going to get Brock Lesnar is going to keep running through our favorite wrestlers until WrestleMania, and he's going to put over Roman Reigns, and Ro- Reigns will win the title. And then there's a good chance Lesnar's gone after that, and he doesn't re-sign. And so all this match does, it's the same as all Strowman, the Strowman match, the Joe match, this is just Michael Cole signing off at WrestleMania 33 or WrestleMania 34 saying, oh, well, Braun Strowman couldn't do it. Samoa Joe couldn't do it. AJ Styles couldn't do it. But the big dog was able to slay the beast, Brock Lesnar. So why am I supposed to care about any Brock Lesnar match until then, knowing that, oh, well, and soon maybe he'll get to, uh, there's a speculation on a Finn Balor Brock Lesnar match. So, oh, he beat the demon. The demon couldn't do it. But Roman Reigns could do... Like, why do I care about that? The title, the universal title, just seems useless. It seems that it's not even there or anywhere. So I will say that. I agree with you on that point where we 
we rarely see Brock. He has been running through everybody. Strowman would have had the the best opportunity to go over on Brock. I thought that would have been great. Strowman would have been the Universal Champ. As for the match, Andrew, I couldn't agree more with what you said. Lesnar brought it. AJ didn't lose a thing. He looked great. He could have won the match if you if they if they wanted it to happen that way. I was entertained for the whole thing. AJ was taking a real beating too, and it was awesome. It was awesome to see AJ takes bumps so great. And then he put on a show. Obviously, we know that that was going to happen. I was entertained. I thought that was. I thought it was a really good match. I thought this was way better than the other main event. Yeah, for sure. No, definitely much better. It's just a matter of. And another thing, I'm not. I wasn't a huge fan of. AJ loves to hit a bunch of finishers and not get wins. You know, two phenomenal forums, the yeah. 450, and then the one at five got him. At least. If if you don't he doesn't even have to kick out of the F5. Brock could have hit the F5 and just picked him up and hit another one. Okay. I feel like I feel like AJ Styles earned that. But one F5 beats Strowman. There's, the F, they're yeah, making there's the F5 your, one your problem. That's where it stems from. Mm-hmm. One F5 beats anybody. I feel like AJ Styles earned two F5s. Two uh, exactly. <laughs> Like no 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 no, no I, like, like, he, I hate that the way this is like but I hate, may, no, I hate because, that this is the way that we have but, to determine a Brock Lesnar match if it's good or not but AJ, if he hits two F fives like that's such a like that's that's so like that makes me so angry that that that's what is coming down to that like Lesnar's match comes down to how many F five he how many F fives he hits but you have AJ Styles the WWE champion arguably the best wrestler on the planet and he hits all these moves like nobody should kick out of that springboard 450 it's awesome ever it's awesome and i've never seen him win with it i think the whole thing is that he couldn't hit lesnar with the styles clash right and he did he's lesnar sold that leg injury from the calf crusher so well that was awesome how about at the end when uh lesnar got him up for the f5 and his knee buckled yeah yeah and he limped out he limped out of the ring i thought that was real he definitely sold for aj styles and I think I was watching with my dad and my brother, and when he locked in the calf crusher, I looked at them both. I said, "If Brock Lesnar taps out to the calf crusher, I will strip naked." <laughs> I this is it would have been the greatest moment of my life if Brock Lesnar tapped out to AJ Styles. But obviously, I think we have to be happy that he didn't tap out. Though. Well, no. Oh my god, <laughs> you guys wouldn't have seen it. Rega- That's so extra. <laughs> regardless, that. What would you have done if you saw AJ Styles? I would have ran around my house, dude. I would have freaked out. I would have, I would have called that would have you, the... and I would have like, I would have gone on a tangent. I would have been like, "What are they gonna do? What's going on? Like, what is this?" Well, like, I would have said, different. "I would have had to say, oh, look, I got out. Yeah. I would have had to say, "Look, I got to call you back. I'm naked." But <laughs> the thing is, would have been like, the biggest shock in the past. 30 years of professional wrestling. I don't care what it is. AJ Styles getting Brock Lesnar to tap out would have been something. But they can't. They can't do it. Obviously, which is why I knew I wasn't going to have to. Because the big dog has to be the one to to beat the beast. Oh, oh, of course. (laughs) Why not? I'm going to be sick thinking about that match. Oh, you got a couple. You got about. It's the road to WrestleMania Survivor Series. By the way, for those listening, next week, stay tuned for our way too early WrestleMania card predictions. Survivor Series is over. It's the road to WrestleMania begins. I'm feeling real good about how my WrestleMania predictions are shaping up. I feel like WWE might contact me just for a few, you know, that's, few pointers. That's reasonable. Right. I don't see I'd why so. not. I'd hope so, so let's get into this main event, this last match on the card. Men's 5-on-5, five five, Team Raw, Team SmackDown. I'm just going to start it off with my first problem. Get ready for the hot takes because they're coming. I, I'm going to get ready with my first problem. Is John Cena? Love the guy. He brought nothing to this match. He showed up. Everyone was wearing their red or blue. He yeah. showed up in his new neon green T-shirt. <laughs> he hyped the crowd. He was in the match for a couple minutes, and he he didn't get and, ta- he and didn't he get tagged in until and he hit two. He got hit with two angle slams and a coup de gras. And that was it. And he left. And they didn't mention it on SmackDown. They don't. You know, oh, John Cena, this, John Cena, this, John Cena, that. No. If John Cena was going to be in this match and be John Cena as a part of SmackDown Live, great. But otherwise, this is a spot that could have gone to somebody else. Exactly, and that's this what we've is, been saying. This could have been Rusev's spot. This could have been anybody. This, Dolph. 
Titov, <laughs> Rusev, Ziggler, even Jinder. Yeah, I would even Jinder. As because if they were gonna be in, if they were gonna be in the match, they were gonna be part of Team SmackDown, and they were gonna deliver. John Cena, he didn't do much. And that's not even mentioning Kevin Owens. All right, now problem number two. <laughs> Owens yeah, and let's let's dissect this match like between <laughs> how many problems there is. Let's Owens and Zane we'll be here all day. Yeah, literally. Owens and Zane obviously were going to come out in this match because they were going to take out Shane, and Shane ran them off with a steel chair, and Shane got the best of them. It's like Shane is like this guy who can never be beaten, and is so, like, are you kidding me? This there's no reason why they didn't beat him up and throw him in the ring to get pinned. Yeah, they made Sammy and Kevin look worse. Made them look terrible. I just want to see all of these part-timers just, like, take a hike. Just get off the shows. Get off everything. I don't want to see them anymore. But we knew we knew how this was how we were going to feel about it. We knew that Kurt, all right, the Kurt and Shane thing could have been cool, but we knew that these were two spots for other talent that could have been in this match. And then Triple H comes in, and it's like, all right, cool. Triple H is here. But again, the same thing. Someone's being left off for this guy. I was okay with Shane and Kurt. The minute Triple H got added, I was especially alongside guys like Braun, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Nakamura. The minute he got added, I said, all right, I hope it doesn't happen, but you know Triple H is going over in the main event (laughs) at the hands of everybody else. I said, and I was sitting there, I watched it, and I said, yeah, I should have known better. Triple H, yet again. I should have known better, too, dude. I was so Terrible. excited going into this match. I was happy. We were all freaking pumped for this match. Yeah, And we got it, and we got this match, and in the end, we got disappointed. Super disappointed. Because for the most part, uh, Nakamura, Joe, Finn, and Bobby Roode as well, afterthoughts. Yeah. What did they, yeah, they had... He, they had some cool standoffs. Exactly. Nakamura and Bobby Roode had some cool standoffs with Triple H. Nakamura, Finn Balor Nakamura in and there. Finn. And, but like, we saw Finn John Cena for a minute, Finn Orton. But that's what it was. It was for a minute. Exactly. It was, we'll see, we'll see, maybe you'll see these down the line sometime. But it was, it was about Shane McMahon, Triple H, and Kurt Angle. It, and it, it ruined the match. They dropped the ball so bad, I can't stress it enough. The only redeeming quality out of this match, to me, was the standoff between Finn and Nakamura and that one minute and five seconds that they had actually going at each other. Like, And you now have... It was Shane versus the final three. It was Triple H, Angle, and, yeah. and uh, Strowman. Take out the, you know, suspense in that one. Right. I mean... And then Triple H pedigrees Kurt Angle and then he's like oh Shane yeah 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 we're cool pedigrees Shane too why so now it was so confusing what two things one why am I supposed to care about potential Wrestlemania matches of Triple H versus Kurt or Triple H versus Shane those are two matches I have no interest in and that's at the expense of these other guys in this match that deserve way better and I guess you're all gonna also going to talk about a Braun Strowman Triple H potential match, possibly at the Royal Rumble or it, something like that. Where's that going? Guess what that does? That's the same. That's the same problem. As much as we love Braun Strowman, that's the same thing. It's the same problem with Brock. Same problem with Roman. Strowman will win that match. He's unstoppable. And then who's going to beat him? You have yeah. You get the whoever ends up beating him gets a huge rub, but it's going to be Roman. <laughs> Or Roman will beat Lesnar, Strowman beats Roman, something like that. Then you're in the same spot. You booked yourself into a corner. When we finally get that one blow-off match between Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns, it's going to be crazy because these guys are the two most protected guys in all of WWE. And, like, I'm sick and tired of seeing all of my favorite guys get beat by these guys. And it's just, like, annoying. And I'm sick of it, and I don't want to see it anymore. And I... Like, stopped. Like, I don't watch Raw, like as passionately as I used to. You know, this has been just becoming the Roman show. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't enjoy and it. And even it's the same thing with Braun Strowman. As yeah. much as we, as much as we like to see Braun Strowman beat everybody it's up, the Roman and Braun the, show. At the end of the day, you'd like to see somebody else, somebody else be on top. Whether it's I don't even know Rollins and Ambrose who were there every single week, and 
you put on matches of the night, day in and day out. Someone like Finn Balor, so guys like Sheamus and Cesaro are putting it all on the line just to be fed to Roman and Bren Braun and Brock and The Miz too. He's another guy you could put in that category. It's just, it's not where you want to be. Yeah, I just felt like for this match, Triple H let me down. I was I was psyched for him to for over Jordan. This is relative because it was over Jason Jordan and Triple H. I feel like was the obvious choice if you were gonna just if it was between the two of them. And as good as Takeover was, uh, this one, this, this, you know, this card, this is especially this last match just left a sour taste in my mouth going into Monday night. And because now we get to see for months, Triple H or Stephanie. Or whoever it is, we we have an authority again. That's what we have. <laughs> yeah, and Kane beating up Strowman yeah. probably. Well, because that story is not over yet either. But now it's ev- we're gonna get for the next, at least till the Royal Rumble for the next two months, we're gonna get Raw starting with Stephanie in the ring, or with maybe even Triple H. And it's it's just who cares? Who cares about these people who are not going to wrestle? And why make him look? Why make Triple H look so weak? Anyway, if you're gonna have him there, and you're gonna have like this mystique of this character of this whatever, 50, however many time world champion he is, you have him. You know, Braun is choking him out at the end of the match. Then Jason Jordan comes in and challenges him, and he just stands there stoically. And then Braun comes back in, and then Triple H ducks out of the ring, and then starts walking away slowly. What am I? What am I watching? Honestly, like I don't even understand. It's two different guys from between Sunday night and Monday night, between of Triple H. Because Sunday night we saw Triple H, the wrestler. Monday night we saw Triple H, the authority member. Like, Triple H isn't going to wrestle as much as he's going to be. Like, he's going to be on TV more than he's going to wrestle. See, like, the thing with this is is that I like that they're making Braun Strowman look intimidating. And I like the way that they're going with this character. But at the expense of Triple H. Yeah. Like, Triple H is, like, one of the biggest WWE wrestlers of all time, and you're making him cower to a guy who literally just got in the ring like three, four years ago. It makes zero sense, kayfabe wise. But like, I understand no, where no, they're going no, no, with no, no, it. No, 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 no. It makes perfect sense because Braun Strowman beats up everybody. Braun Strowman doesn't lose. That's what we're getting at. So if you're going to put him in the ring with Triple H, great. That's another guy he beats. It's the same thing with Brock Lesnar. So it's whoever beats Braun Strowman is going to be like, oh, you know, Braun beat all these different people. Triple H is somebody he beat. It's the same thing. Yeah. As Brock Lesnar beating Braun, Joe, AJ, whoever. It's the same. So, it, we'll, we'll take a break from Survivor Series. Real quick, before we get out of here, we'll a uh, couple key points from Raw. Yeah. First, the, the women. Paige is back. Huge. And she brought along with her Sonya Deville and, and Mandy Rose. So now, Paige for the most part, is at the top of this Raw Women's Division. And Raw needed somebody like her badly. Okay. Sure. I don't, yeah, I like Paige being back. And if you missed uh, the woman segment on Raw, don't worry. You saw the same you thing the, the, the same, next night on SmackDown. You got the same thing you on SmackDown. You saw the new the women come and beat up the, yeah. uh, beat up the, the same event. Same so. Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. So don't be alarmed if you miss it. It's a carbon copy, and and I'm not upset with it. I think they're both great. They'll both hopefully they'll both pan out great. Uh, Other than that, you on Raw the big uh, the big story was we have a new intercontinental champion. His name Roman Reigns. The minute they booked this match on Miz TV, the minute they just started talking about it, they were like, you know, when Seth was like, we're going to get our titles back, and Roman, you don't really have a title. Yeah. Once he said that, I said, all right, know how this show's ending. <laughs> and now we got Roman Reigns, Intercontinental Champion. It's got to be because... He's, now he's a Grand Slam Champion. Now he's a Grand Slam Champion. That's one. And two, the Miz is going away for a little bit. He's got the Marine Six he's got to film, plus he's having a baby. Okay. So I think he's probably going to be gone until... To like the rumble. That's why you there. think this happened. Yeah, because I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. To be honest, I've just been so. Upset, oh, I don't like honestly. it either way. Does but that that's... does that like take you like it makes you a little happier, right? Like yeah. it makes me accept it a little more. Happy is not even a word yeah. to describe right. Right. it right now. Yeah. At this. No, it's just it's the Roman was, show again. Yeah. I was going to like I said, end I of Raw always the Roman show. Yeah. Oh, you mean well? 
the Roman show was usually from nine to from eight to eight thirty, and like ten forty five to eleven ten. Yeah, that's where he it's falls. The beginning in. and the end. Yeah, you kidding me? How can you have a how can you have a show without Roman Reigns in the, the top two segments? Yeah, well, can't. And right. now we'll finish it up. SmackDown. Uh, Zayn and Owens throughout this whole show. Shane booked him in a lumberjack match. Shane was gonna fire them. Daniel Bryan stopped them, and the whole thing was they they didn't want to get fired from Daniel Bryan by Daniel Bryan, and they won this lumberjack match against the New Day. They were looking for people to help them out. Baron Corbin said no. Rusev kind of gave him a little love after the match. He kind of tried. He took out the New Day, but at the end of the show, it was Kevin Owens pleading to Daniel Bryan. Please don't fire me. Please don't fire me. First of all, look terrible. Mm-hmm. Didn't He didn't look good at all. And then Daniel Bryan was just like, oh, don't worry. I'm not going to fire you. Like, come on. This is – obviously this is leading to some dissension between Shane and Daniel Bryan. We've seen it the past couple of weeks. But this wasn't the way to go with Owens and Zayn pleading for their jobs. I don't even know, dude. This, this really did nothing for me. <laughs> Zero. Just didn't get me going at all, really. The Lumberjack match, the idea was okay. The, against the New Day, I thought that was all right. Uh, just, yeah. I thought there'd be at least be a payoff of this whole story throughout the show, and we didn't get it yesterday. Uh, are we going to get it in the next couple of weeks? It's possible, but it wasn't yesterday. So, and then Daniel Bryan booked for next week. Kevin Owens is going to take on Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Also, we saw the AJ Jinder promo, and AJ beat down the Singh brothers. We're getting a handicap match next week. And then we're going to get Jinder AJ at Clash of at Champions. Clash of Champions, Probably, that's yeah. right. Yeah. No, they, they confirmed yeah. it. They confirmed it? All right. right. And then um, we're still getting the Sheldon Benjamin, Chad Gable against the Usos thing. Um, I wanted to just say a quick thing. How many times are we going to have to see the, the the two tag teams going at it one-on-one? We saw it on Raw with uh, Sheamus and, uh, and Dina Ambrose. and Ambrose. We saw it on SmackDown with... Uh, Jey Uso and Shelton Benjamin, and you know next week you're going to get the exact same thing, just flip. Which we had last week. Exactly. Anyway. You, you had it last week. You had it right before the pay-per-view. You're getting it after the pay-per-view. We spoke a little bit about uh, the boys, uh, the fashion police in the pre-show. Put them on the real show. Put them in a tag team match. Give us two separate tag team matches if that's going to be the case. We don't have to see, you know, Sheamus against Ambrose every week or the other way around. Or you and, can have, you know... Benjamin, Benjamin and Gable versus Brazongo. That's what I'm on commentary. Exactly. Something like exactly. that. Exactly. Throw something, in. Something different. It'll be interesting to see, last thing about SmackDown, we'll talk about this tag division, it'll be interesting to see where the Bludgeon Brothers fit in. Bludgeon Brothers 2 yeah. came on. They looked real good yesterday. Yeah, they have their stuff now, their music video, their entrance, their finisher where they lifted them up and slammed them down. So I mean. Every, yeah, The Bludgeon Brothers right now, and I'm a big Luke Harper guy, Eric Rowe and not so much, but these two, like, they work well together. They always have. Yeah. So it's just... It's ob- it's in the obvious choice to keep them together, because a separate they won't be on television. They weren't doing anything. Yeah, Th- that's that's the sad truth for the two of them. So you know, any last minute thoughts about you know this whole w- last couple days of pro-, pro wrestling? What do you guys got? All right, so takeover, pay per view of the year, my opinion for sure, and it was some of the best wrestling I've seen like in a while, and I'm glad that that. That proves that NXT isn't dying, and NXT is on its way no, to becoming just, great again as they well. They just cycle in and out. Yeah. They're fine. It's crazy. And you mentioned some of the best wrestling in a while. I agree. Outside of guys like Sheamus and Cesaro, mm-hmm. Ambrose and Rollins. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Usos. That excludes those other people. Than them, yeah. Other than those three, four tag teams for yeah. the New Day in there, too, it's, yeah, it's these guys. The, yeah. Other than those tag teams, there's... Nobody's nobody on the main roster is holding a candle to them right now. These Zero. past couple months. Yeah. So going into next week, this is what we're looking at. Correct me if I'm wrong. We're excited about NXT. We're down about Raw and SmackDown because they're burying good talent, obviously, where they should be promoting the other guys. So these next couple of weeks for Raw and SmackDown are going to be really telling, I think. You could copy and paste that statement and put it on every <laughs> single show. I know, but how many times do we have to say it? I, I agree, but that's... That's where we are. We, That's where we've been. That's where we are. That's where we're going to continue And we to go. were so hopeful for this pay-per-view. We were so it, Don't excited. get me wrong. It was still a good show. It just didn't live up to the huge expectations. We had we, we set our expectations way too high. I think, well, you know what? I think when it's what a it big four pay per view, I'm sorry. I want to. I want to. I want to be sports entertained. I want it to be and awesome. And yeah. whether you loved it or you hate it, 
Survivor Series reclaimed its spot as a true Big Four. The last couple of years, it was kind of fate falling out of that, um, falling out of that category. Maybe Money in the Bank, stuff like that, were going to take its place. Survivor Series is here to stay in that Big Four. It it still, it was must see. It was a must see pay per view. Yeah. Look, I'm never going to jump ship. Obviously, but You're right. this one just happened to be not my favorite. Yeah. Which is fine. But it. We we were going in thinking it was going to be. I know. Yeah, and that's, I was waiting. that's what that's I was upset with. So we'll uh, we'll ra- wrap it all up here. Next week, no pay per views now for a while until December. I think eighteenth. One Clash month of Champions. from uh, Sunday. Next week, we, we we'll get we'll do more Raw and SmackDown than this week. Obviously, no show. Also, we will be giving you our way too early WrestleMania card predictions. This has been the Phenomenal Forum here on WCWPSports.org.